This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 899, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, August the 4th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 899. It's a Comic Reviews episode for releases from the week of Wednesday, August the 4th. First, taking a look at some of the books that came out that I unfortunately had not had a chance to read yet. They include a new issue of Avengers, which is issue 47, or a legacy numbering 747, uh, which is World War She-Hulk Part 2. Uh, we also had coming out... Uh, Batman number 111 from James Tinian IV, who we just learned is going to be leaving Batman relatively soon and going over to Substack, which I'm still not sure what the hell that is, but I'm sure I'll only be learning about it because a lot of people are going over there. We have Crime Syndicate, issue 6 of 6. Uh, I haven't actually read up to this point, but uh, I think I'm actually on issue 3 or 4, but I've really been enjoying it, so I'm excited to see how it ends. we got Crush and Lobo number 3. I've read good things, but I haven't actually read it myself. Uh, we've got Deadpool, Black, White, and Blood. Uh, we got Extreme Carnage Lasher number one, uh, Green, Green Lantern number five, Gardens of the Galaxy Annual uh, by Al Ewing, and we have Hellions uh, continuing with issue 14 by Zeb Wells. Uh, you got Justice League uh, by Bendis and Hester. You got Justice League Infinity by Demetrius and Tucker. Uh, this is, I, I believe, continuing on from the Justice League cartoon show. We have a new issue of Silk, issue number five. Uh, we have Spirits of Vengeance, uh, Spirit Rider number one. And we've got Star Wars Bounty Hunters number 15, which continues the War of the Bounty Hunters. I'm not even sure how many of those, how many books there have been of this. There's Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters, Forlom and Zuckus. Uh, we've got Suicide Squad, Get Joker. Uh, Suicide Squad, uh, we've got a Swamp Thing. We've got Web of Spider-Man, that uh, kind of weird tie-in to, I guess, the, the ride um, or the... Avengers Compound, I think that's open one of the parks, uh, the Disney parks. I can't remember which one. And then we had X Men number two, which somehow I didn't read that yet. I'm shocked by myself. Uh, so what did I read? Well, I read three books. First up, we have Immortal Hulk number forty-nine, legacy numbering seven sixty-six by Al Ewing and Joe Bennett, uh, which continues to be a really enjoyable book. This is a very different change of pace. It was much more. It was really interesting because the art is gorgeous, but there's technically less art in some ways in terms of the panels. We get a lot of bigger panels. You still get a lot of artwork here. Um, The prose is on the side of each uh, of the panels, or in the case of a double-page kind of splash, uh, beneath the panel. And uh, it brings to mind, I know other writers have done it, but I feel like Brian Michael Bendis did a lot of kind of leaning on this uh, mechanic uh, at some point in the early, two th- sorry, mid-2000s, I'll say. And uh, that was what we got from valuing here. But it was still really impactful. Um, it was interesting because it did feel like the calm before the storm. There's a lot going on here. It's not actually calm at all. But there's just something about it and the way in which it's written that feels, you know, a little bit more kind of taking stock of the moments and kind of uh, thinking back on where we've been and how we got here. And then next issue is the big one, right? Next issue is the 50th issue. It's the end of the Mortal Hulk saga. So we really interested to see how that plays out. This felt, again, like a calm before the storm, a little bit quieter, even though there's big bombastic things happening here and honestly it got me really pumped for that last issue last issue it did make me realize however that it feels like it's been forever since we've really seen Banner (laughs) we've had the Hulk we've had so many different things going on Uh, and at times it's an interesting book because 
there's just so much going on, but sometimes there's not as much going on, but it still feels like it. And it just feels always kind of very plot heavy, but also so rich with characterization. Uh, it's kind of a weird enigma. It's a beautiful uh, book that almost feels like an impossibility that it exists so perfectly. But uh, it's such a wonderful book. Uh, next up is Savage Avengers. This is issue 23, uh, House Call by Jerry Duggan and Patch Zerker. Um, really enjoying Savage Avengers and I have for quite some time. It's interesting because I feel like the book started out as one thing and has become something different. And I think what it's become is actually more enjoyable um, once it kind of knew what it wanted to be and how it wanted to kind of tell the story of Conan being in the modern world. Um, everything here with Shumagorath, I got to say, I don't really know much about the Shumagorath character besides being in Marvel vs. Capcom games, so I liked the usage here. I thought Zerker's art was absolutely gorgeous. I loved the line work here. Uh, his man thing looks gorgeous. I loved his take on Doctor Strange. Very kind of classic, but still has kind of a modern tinge to it. I don't even know how he is able to work that out. Um, Shumagorath looks absolutely like perfect. Um, again, just uh, really like haunting, but it looks very accurate to what it should. I love the look of uh, on Conan. Uh, he looks so regal <laughs> because of where he's been staying. Um, kind of really enjoying that as well. Um, yeah, this is this is this is fantastic. A lot of exciting stuff. Excited to see where, how, where it goes. Um, excited to see you know as this book continues. I'm sure they have an, an end point. I, I, I don't I don't know that, but it just feels like this book did not feel like when it first started that it was going to be you know a two year long epic quest and odyssey. But that's what we're getting, and it so rewards the reader for sticking with it, and and it's just so enthralling. And again, Circus artwork is just phenomenal. And last but not least, we have Sinister War number two, which, again, I feel like it's really just issues of Amazing Spider-Man that spun off over to here for some reason, uh, which is not always completely clear. It's written by Nick Spencer and also by Ed Brisson. You got pencils by Mark Bagley, Diogenes Neves, Carlos Gomez, and Zicarlos, with inks by Andrew Hennessy, John Dell, Andy Owens, Carlos Gomez, and Zicarlos, with colors by Brian Reber, who at least has a consistent color tone, and then you got virtual calligraphies Joe Caramagna on letters. Uh, you got also covers by Brian Hitch and Paul Mounts, uh, and a ton of variants as well. Um... I like this. I did feel like at times the various different artists did detract a little bit from, um, I think, the consistency of it and and how I enjoyed it. Um, It's a lot of Spider-Man getting his butt kicked by various different villains and running away and thinking he's, you know, escaping and running into more villains. And uh, it's just, there's a lot here. There's so many characters, but it's enjoyable because it feels like you keep ratcheting up more and more characters being there. Then you kind of have the reveal of uh, Kindred being there and kind of bringing everyone together to go after Spider-Man. And I, to be honest, it kind of made the rest of the issue less enjoyable. And I don't know... I don't know what the point of all this is. Like, it all started feeling more like, okay, you had two teams kind of squaring off against each other. But ever since then, now it's just everyone against Spider-Man because Kindred wants them to, to get him. And I just don't know if I buy it. I don't know where we're going with this. I, I, I just I feel like I need it to be over so I can read it all and then be like, yes, this was worth it. This made sense. This was coherent. Um, as it is, I, I just it just feels all over the place. And I don't know what Kindred's big plan is or why he has to do it this way. He has more than more than enough you know power to kind of take it take it to Spider Man on his own. I don't know what his long game really is, and I don't know if I care anymore. And that that's the sad truth is that I just feel like we we're not getting anywhere, and so we're not getting answers. We're just getting pushed along. And I just don't know if I care enough about the questions anymore, uh, which is the sad truth. 
anyways, that's uh, that's everything that came out on the uh, the. Well, that's what I read on the fourth, and what and I mentioned some of the books that also came out that day as well. Uh, looking forward to August the eleventh, which I'm actually recording this on August the eleventh. Um, some of the big releases from this week include uh, Batman eighty nine number one. That's definitely a big one that people are excited about. I uh, got uh, the free comic book day. I guess Batman special editions coming out. I guess this weekend. Um, you got Detective Comics 1041, Future State Gotham, I Am Batman number zero, Infinite Frontier four of six, you got Pennyworth one of seven, uh, you got Teen Titans Beast Boy Loves Raven special edition, uh, at Marvel you have America Chavez Made in the USA number five, Avengers Tech on Avengers number one, Captain Marvel number 31, uh, Children of the Atom, Daredevil, uh, Defenders number one, Fantastic Four Life Story, Miles Morales Spider-Man, Runaways, Spider-Man, The Spider Shadow, X-Force, X-Men Legends, and Star Wars The High Republic, amongst other books that are obviously at the, some of the other publishers as well. Uh, so a lot of good stuff to look forward to that hopefully I'll be talking about some of those books on our next episode. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time. Uh, you can always email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, write the show on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again. We'll catch you next time with episode 900. Bye-bye. <laughs>